Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months, now through December 2nd. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. If you didn't participate in the biggest party of the summer, then where the fuck you at? What's up and welcome into the Luke Kelly Show. Thanks for hitting play wherever the hell you listen to this thing at. The biggest party of the summer. Summer Slam. It's a WWE event, if you don't know. And if you don't know, you should know that you should never miss out on a Summer Slam again or a WWE premium live event ever again. I'm serious when I say that. The celebrities were loving it. If you need some sort of validation and an extra little like, little oomph to go and watch the WWE, go look at all those celebrities out there, okay? They're, they're loving it just as much as me. I was on Twitter. Like, I don't go on Twitter or I'm not on my phone much during matches. I'm always watching it. But whenever they show a video package, um, whenever there's a little break in the action, I go on Twitter. I'm like, who is talking about what? Um, You know, is there something that I missed from that match that I didn't pick up on? But every single time I would check Twitter, there would be another high-profile celebrity talking about SummerSlam. There would be another high-profile athlete talking about SummerSlam. Why do you think all these celebrities, actors, actresses, athletes now are talking about the WWE? Why do you think they're doing it pretty much on a daily basis, coming out saying how much they love the product? I have a theory on why they do that. I think it's because a lot of people are actually realizing how tough their job is to do. Because if you look at an actor or actress, they have to remember things, all of their lines, they get to mess up. Because once they mess up, they just go right back and they redo it. In the WWE, you don't have time to mess up. If you mess up, you just go right through it and push through it. So in order to do the acting part and nailing that live, and then to be able to do all the athletic stuff that you do as a WWE superstar, to do all those things and do them well on a night night in, night out basis, 
It's crazy to think about. And I think all these celebrities and all these athletes are now realizing it. They don't see it as a carny show anymore. They're like, damn, this shit is entertaining. Wow, this shit is very athletic. Why have I always been over here poo-pooing on sports entertainment or the WWE? I think it's silly to do. Well, it's fake. Yeah. Everything you watch on TV is fake. Everything. Reality TV shows. Fake. All this stuff. I actually would argue that more stuff that is reality TV is more fake than the WWE. And then you hear people say, but they know who's going to win. Why would you do that? Why does an actor accept a role that they know that they're going to die in a movie in? Because they love what they're doing and they love that role that they're doing. They're playing a part of a show, of a movie. You know, a lot of former WWE superstars are athletes. Some of them played in the NFL. Some of them were college athletes. Like Bianca Belair, the WWE Raw Women's Champion. She was a former track star at the University of Tennessee. You know she's super athletic. When she goes out there to do her flips... And let me tell you, she looks like she was a Division One athlete. She's just so damn good. But when you go and watch all these people being able to hit everything that they do and do it live with so many eyes watching them live, you have to respect what they do. You could say that some punches are fake, that the steel chairs aren't actually steel chairs, You could say all these things, but the wear and tear that these athletes, these WWE superstars put their bodies through is legit like any other athlete and probably a little bit more than any other athlete that's out there doing it on a professional level. Now, I'm not talking about WWE. I'm talking about professional athletes in their respected sports, NBA player, NFL player, because The WWE does not have an off-season. And when they're not performing on TV, they're doing what are called house shows or live events. If they're not on TV on Monday or Friday, Saturday and Sunday, they're doing events all across the country. And they're doing it 300-plus days a year, like close to almost every single day. They get their two days off a week. So more people need to put a little respect on the WWE. And I think there are more people putting respect on the WWE. You're seeing a lot more high-profile celebrities doing the crossover. And that's the thing. The WWE has always done a good job of crossing people over into their industry, at least to get eyeballs on there. But lately, the WWE has, I mean, been red hot on getting celebrities in, and them being really good inside the ring as well. Logan Paul, he has been a WWE superstar. 
Like, I'm not even going to say he's a celebrity that comes in to do big events anymore. Like, the dude and the way that he wrestles, he proved at SummerSlam, he is in. He's able to go whenever the WWE needs him to go. Like, he is that good. Bad Bunny, another celebrity that delivered a couple of years ago at a WrestleMania. Pat McAfee. If you don't know who Pat McAfee is, he used to play in the NFL. He was a punter. Now he's a commentator on SmackDown. He does a podcast. He does a radio show. He's all over the place. People love him. He's been awesome. So it's like you bring in all these big-time celebrities, and they're hitting. And I think it actually helps getting those other celebrities to watch. And you see Logan Paul, uh, Bad Bunny, Pat McAfee. You see all these celebrities come in and do well. I mean, Johnny Knoxville wrestled at WrestleMania this year, and he held his own. I'm not saying he was the world's best, but for what he had to do, he did a good job. The more and more you see these celebrities come in, the more and more you're going to see eyeballs that were never there before on the product. And I believe at one point, you're going to see JoJo Siwa in the WWE. I really believe it. She has such a big following. She has so many children that love her. So if you're WWE, you got to think we got to get her inside of a ring at some point. She's a draw. Draw being she's someone that's going to come in and make the company a lot of money. And with everything that JoJo Siwa has going on right now on the internet, like all the beef that she has kind of stirred up recently, I think it would be the perfect time to introduce JoJo Siwa into the WWE. I think, honestly, the best beef that JoJo Siwa has right now is going on with Candice Cameron Bure. You know her as DJ Tanner from Full House. So there's this huge TikTok trend that's going on that celebrities will be having a picture, they'll have a picture on their phone and then flip it around really quick, and it's really hard to see. And in order to see what they're talking about or that celebrity that they're talking about, you have to pause the video. So, like, these are what people are doing right now, okay? So uh, it'll be, like, the rudest celebrity I've ever met, and they'll flip their phone, but you have to hit pause in order to see it. Celebrity crush, the nicest celebrity, the coolest celebrity, the celebrity that did you dirty. Like, so there's all these different things. And everyone was very shocked to find out that Candace Cameron Bure was the rudest celebrity that JoJo Siwa ever met. Now, to me, that's not actually shocking. It's not. Because when I see videos and I see Candace Cameron Bure on the internet, I'm like, you know, you know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of that girl who peaked in high school who is now selling like Beachbody or selling some type of marketing scheme or pyramid scheme shit. That's always like, hey, you know, it's me here. Uh, I just want to let you know you can join me too. Look at how much this has helped me out and it can help you out too. You only have to spend $50 today in order to get started, but... I'm making six figures a year doing this now. That's the type of person 
that Candace Cameron Bure really reminds me of. I don't know. She just gives me those vibes. She gives me very fake vibes. Like the person that's trying to be cool now after she peaked in high school and now not that many people talk to her, even though she's a celebrity. It's like, man, why, how, why did she become uncool? But I know the reason why, I shouldn't say I know the reason why, but I bet you the reason why Candace Cameron Bure was rude to JoJo Siwa was because, you know, JoJo's out. She's a lesbian. And if you don't know about uh, DJ Tanner, I shouldn't say DJ Tanner, but Candace Cameron Bure, she's very conservative. So she, like, does not agree with the lifestyle that JoJo Siwa is living. Which, whatever. I'm going to support JoJo Siwa. I'm going to support anyone with that life decision that they try, that they make. That's a difficult one to go out there at the type of status that JoJo Siwa is. Not anymore, really. Back in the day, I guess it would have. But now, it is what it is. Like, you shouldn't be judged over that stuff. Love who you love, and that's it. That's it. There's no reason for Candace Cameron Bure to be rude over that shit. But you know what I would love to see? This all be settled inside a square circle in the WWE at WrestleMania. Guess what's happening? Or guess what? Yeah, guess what's happening in April of 2023? WrestleMania in Hollywood. We need more stars in there. We need more celebrities in there. JoJo versus Candice Cameron Bure. But... You have Candace Cameron Bure be a bad person. And she has someone else fight for her because she's scared of JoJo. But JoJo's the sweetest person ever. She comes across as someone that you love. Comes across as the good guy. She's a good guy on this. I think JoJo Siwa would beat the shit out of her. But I also think that JoJo Siwa would be fantastic in the WWE. She knows how to perform live. I guarantee you she could crush talking in front of an arena and a stadium. That's big brain idea right there. I don't know if I gave Nora credit, but she's the one that brought up that JoJo Siwa should be in the WWE. I agree. Vince McMahon. Well, shouldn't say Vince McMahon. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon. I know you're not listening to this. But hire JoJo. Get a good fight out of her. She would be so athletic that that would be another one that you're like, oh, yeah, we got to sign her too. I'd watch JoJo. Watch her kick some ass. Another thing that I watched recently is a show called Love on the Spectrum. It's on Netflix. I'm sure you have Netflix. If you don't have Netflix, you're probably stealing it from someone else. Or if you don't steal it from someone else, steal it from someone else so you could watch the show. I thoroughly enjoyed watching the show. I heard a lot of things about this. And once I sat down to watch the show, I don't watch too many new TV shows just because I don't have the opportunity to sit down and watch so many episodes of a new show. But recently, I've had some time, so it hasn't been... It hasn't been that hard to pick up and watch a full full season of a show. 
So I'm watching Love on the Spectrum because I heard so many things about it. And it's following a group of people that are autistic. And all these autistic people obviously want to find love. Just like you probably want to find love in life as well. You want to find someone to spend the rest of your life with. It's great. Once you find that connection, you're like, yes, this is it. This is the person. But, you know, when you have different things in, you know, probably, I don't know, this is going to be very hard for me to talk about because I don't know what to say or how to say it because I'm not involved kind of in that world. But just to sit back and watch that show and observe what these people want in life and how they go about it and the extent of them having to get ready to go out on a date or uh, the art of having a conversation on a date. That was one thing that I noticed. There was a couple of people on the show that had to meet with a coach and that person was autistic too, but a little bit more high functioning and she would help them have a conversation. Like she would set up a mock date and they would just be having a natural conversation and she would have to do it different ways for different people that she was consulting with. So that way they could see it and see it in a little bit more of a natural way as well. And one of the people that she worked with was a girl named Abby. And Abby is on TikTok as well. I think her mom is the one that runs her account. But that's another way that I kind of found out about this show as well is because of Abby on TikTok. And she loves animals, okay? And I think that was very important for her when she was finding someone out there for her to date. And she found someone that was out there and loved animals just as much as her. Their first date was actually to like a wildlife zoo, like a Joe Exotic wildlife zoo. Maybe put together a little bit more, but maybe not. I don't know. Those those types of places always kind of give me the heebie-jeebies. I don't, they're, they're doing something wrong. But they were having conversations about all these different animals because of the help that Abby received from this lady. You know, she was able to, to just pick a little bit more out of just the regular conversations than what she usually has with other people. And it... It helped her. She ended up finding a guy named David. I don't even think he was really on the show. He was on the show because her and Abby were now dating. But they went out on a few dates, and David was very romantic. Brought her a gift on date number one. Date number two brought her another gift. I mean, this guy was smitten for her. I don't know if they're still actually dating or not. But they were still dating when the show ended. And I don't know how long ago it was that the show actually uh, stopped filming or anything like that. But Abby found love. She was all about that. And when you watch her on TikTok, you know, you see that, you know, she's she's a normal person. I mean, not an, she is normal, but, you know, she has to do things at a different level just because of her autism. But, you know, she wants to be just as normal as everyone else. And the way that she goes about 
thinking about her disability or ha- when she talks about it, you're like, wow, man, she really has a grasp on it and she understands and she does a good job of explaining what it is so that way someone else can understand it as well. I mean, I thought she did a fantastic job of trying new things on the show and, you know, her mom was very supportive of her trying those new things. So uh, it was just cool to see all these different people on the show expand their horizons with the help of other people and get into different parts that they probably never thought they would they would ever be in, to be honest with you. They probably never thought that they were going to be going out on multiple dates. Um, another character, I shouldn't say character, but another person on the show um, was a girl named Danny. Now, Danny very successful already at her age. I think she was about like 24 or something like that. But she was into animation and she actually has her own company. And she does like voiceover work for her animation stuff. She wants someone who's just as driven driven as her and someone that's that loves animation as well that will go to different comic cons with her and dress up and do all these different things. Sometimes I'm like, man, you're looking for a spitting image of yourself. That's not always the best. Like, I would never want to date myself. That that would not be good. But that's what she wanted. She went on a few different dates on that show. And, you know, she was smitten for a guy after her first date. But then she realized she was like, oh, man, he doesn't really check any of the, the boxes for me. And then she met another guy through speed dating that was also on the spectrum. And he was into a lot of the same stuff that she was into, but yet she still didn't want to pursue things with him. And she, I think, lived with like her aunt and uncle, something like that. I know it wasn't her mom and dad, but, you know, even they were like, I think you're being, you're being too judgmental. You need to let things play out a little bit more, but she had her own system down. And, you know, you you see that a lot with a lot of people on the show is they have their style and their life that they live and they don't like to switch things up. I mean, I, I know the way I am. I like structure. I like things to be a certain way. So I couldn't imagine being in their shoes in this situation. And, you know, it, it's just... It's great to see them going out and doing all these things and wanting to actually find a life because a lot of them probably through the life never thought that they were going to have this opportunity. There was um, a guy named James on the show, and I think he was like the only East Coaster. I shouldn't say only because another person was from the East Coast as well. Uh, But James, I don't know. I don't know how to best describe him. He was someone that was out there. Like, he put himself out there a lot to be in different groups, and his parents did a good job of just letting him go. Like, he went to go hang out with friends to go and do, um, like, a Dungeons and Dragons sort of night. Like, that's the thing that he was into. He was really into, like, Renaissance Fair stuff and had a whole bunch of swords. But he found his group of friends, and he always hung out with them and he tried to live a normal life, go out and do things that he wanted to do. Um, But sometimes his social interactions with other people just weren't the best. And you could just tell because, you know, he was overwhelmed 
whenever he was put in a social setting, he was just going a mile a minute, never letting anyone else talk. And uh, I remember there was a scene of him hanging out with his friends, and I'm like, man, his friends didn't really get an opportunity to talk. And that's how it was when he went out on a date, too. And, you know, he went out on two dates with the same girl. And I think the first date, she kind of was feeling him out a little bit. And then date number two, she realized that she wasn't really that into him, but they had a good time at a Renaissance fair, and she still wanted to be friends with him. And James was a little heartbroken. He was a little heartbroken at the end. You could tell that he wanted to pursue things a little bit more than as friends. And that kind of hurt me a little bit to see the way that he was reacting. It's like, oh, man. You know how heartbreak goes. And you're feeling for this kid like he might have thought that that was his only opportunity. Then there was Kaylin. She was from North Carolina. Let's just say East Coast. It's the East Coast. Um, she was probably the one that was most function like high-functioning person. Like she did a lot of things on her own. She works for an organization that actually helps people that are autistic, you know, become more independent. She is very independent. She does things on her own. She drives on her own. She lives with her friend. Um, I mean, she wants to tackle life. She wants to find somebody to tackle life with, but every single time she goes out on a date and she'll tell someone about her disability and she says that it's autism People don't want to go out on a second date with her. They're immediately scared of it. It's like, you know, the conversations that she would have with these people, it's like, man, she seems like, you know, somebody that you would like to get to know, like to get to know a little bit further, but how quickly people are judgmental on that stuff. That's the other thing that I realize on this show is like, man, we as a society are so judgmental on just about everything in so many different aspects of life. I'm like, man, these and, and these people are just so overwhelmingly welcome, like welcoming. Like they're they're cool about it. They don't they could care less about anything else in the world. They just want to make sure that they're liked. That's pretty much it. And they're judging someone for who they are. I don't want to go and run through every single character and how they are on this show, but I just think that it was very interesting to sit back and watch this show. I watched an, a, a show. It was a scripted television show. It was called Atypical. But I, I think I'm just very intrigued with how the their brain works, someone that's autistic and how their brain works and the way that they interact with people. And I it's just... To me, very interesting. And you feel and sympathize for these people that are in this situation. You're like, man, wish I could help them out somehow. It's a good show. Watch it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. I told you to watch it last week. If you didn't do it, watch it. Please do yourself a favor. I think it's only like five or six episodes. Quick watches, too. I think that's it. There might be a few more episodes. I don't remember. I guess there's not enough time to do your top three today. I'm sorry, okay? I had a lot of things that I was passionate to talk about on this episode. Wednesday, Nora's going to stop in to give us a smut tale. 
Hopefully it's nice and smutty this time. I think she will. I think she will because last time I told her that it wasn't. So I think she's going to deliver with a spicy, spicy book. Sure hope so. All right, I'll talk to you on I'll talk to you on Wednesday here on the Luke Kelly Show. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.